This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, August 31st to September 9th, yes indeed, my next Great Saints pilgrimage to Rome and Assisi, along with my friend Father Scott Bullock. Go to pilgrimagetorome.com and see what others have said. It's filling quickly. pilgrimagetorome.com. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. We are wading through the waters of Lent, a time of penance, a time where we lean on the mercy of God. But, and this is important, God doesn't keep us here. We are moving towards something, towards someone, and that's Christ Jesus, a deeper relationship day by day. My guest today knows this and has written a book helping us deepen our Lenten and Easter journeys. Christopher Karstens helps us understand the Paschal mystery, the liturgy, and the joy that comes from these sacred mysteries. I think you're going to enjoy this. Here is my interview with Christopher Karstens. Hello, Christopher. Good morning, John. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I, I really have been kind of thumbing through this thing that you have here, and this is this is powerful, but more than powerful, your book is practical, a devotional journey into the Easter mystery. Let's just start from the beginning of what the Paschal mystery really is. Yeah, you got to know what it is, otherwise you'll miss the, you'll wander for forty days right. uh, in Lent if you don't know what it is. The Paschal mystery is Jesus' suffering, death, resurrection, and ascension by which he passes or builds a bridge between fallen earth and glorious uh, heaven. And that's where all of Lent is leading us. And the Church's prayers constantly make reference to the Paschal Mystery. But again, if we don't know what it is, then uh, we're really missing what's there. I've, I've often kind of thought it was like, you can know everything about football, for example. It's history, it's rules, it's players, it's strategies. But if you don't really know what an actual pigskin is, a football is, hmm. you're really missing the big thing. And it's something similar with the liturgy. If you don't know what the Paschal Mystery is, this bridge from earth to heaven that Jesus builds, then we're not seeing what's there. Are you a convert? Nope. You're not, because you're using the Church Fathers here. And I think nine out of every ten people that write using the Church Fathers are converts because of the Church Fathers. But, but you do, you use a lot of the Church's Fathers' writings here in this. And what did you find most interesting in your studies there? Well, the, first of all, the reason I'm using the Church Fathers is, you know, I want you to know I'm not like pouring through, uh, you know, the, the, the anti-Nicene Father collection of 20 <laughs> volumes or whatever. Uh, anything I know about the Church Fathers is right out of the Church's liturgy. I've taken all of these quotes right from the Office of Readings for Lent. So one of the things that a devotional journey into the Easter mystery does is it, it's based on the Church's liturgy. You don't have to have a Ph.D. in liturgical studies, heaven forbid. You just have to follow the Church's liturgy. But yeah, what's most remarkable, I think, about what the Church Fathers tell us, the one thing that really made my ears open and eyes pop is, is how they present our destiny, John, and that's to become God, to become like God, to agree that I think is really not um, on our radar. What, uh, what would you say a good Lent looks like to Christopher Karstens? Oh, well, I, well, I got to tell you, too, I admit I'm, I'm batting a thousand so far into this Lent <clears throat> with uh, resolutions and whatnot. But I think for me, as a, principally as, as a husband and a father of, fam, of a family, is helping my kids to pray the liturgy better, 
to see it's about this Paschal mystery and to encounter Jesus. And so 40 days from now, we can look back on that and say, you know, they can say, thanks, Papa, for getting us to this bridge and getting us over this bridge along with Jesus. Uh, those would be the most rewarding words I could hear. When you talk about the liturgy, are you just talking about the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass? Uh, not only, but principally. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's the Office of Readings. But even, you know, uh, many don't know this, but, you know, the Good Friday isn't a Mass. You know, it, it's a liturgy, uh, Good Friday liturgy. So there are other ways in which the Church presents the Paschal Mystery to us. Certainly it's clearly the Mass, and that's where most of us will plug into it. But Office of Readings, Liturgy of the Hours, and, of course, a devotional life, too, will go a long way to getting us over the bridge. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, so we, we see the beginning of uh, Easter. Now, it's it's in our uh, in the distance here, of course, during the, the beginning of Lent. Uh, but <laughs> let's talk about the Easter Vigil. What should we see at the beginning of the Easter Vigil now? Uh, yeah, eyes and ears, uh, noses, mouths, hands need to be wide open. Hmm. What we should see is this, you should see nothing at the beginning. You should see darkness, blackness. And in the midst of this, a great burning fire that you can see and even feel. And the fire gets blessed, and the candle gets blessed. And the rubrics, I know it's kind of a nerdy thing for a liturgist to, to say, but the rubrics should really be followed. And if they are, they help us to see great things. So one of the things is the server takes coals from the fire, and he puts it in a thurible. And then this procession starts. And the order is very important. There's the thurifer with the smoke. Then there's the deacon or another minister with a candle. Then there's the priest who comes next. And last is the people. And see, eventually we're going to hear a story at the Easter Vigil from Exodus where a pillar of cloud and a column of fire led Moses and the people out of darkness into a promised land. And so what we're able to do and what we should be seeing at the Easter Vigil is the fulfillment of what the chosen people did what, nearly 4,000 years ago coming out of Egypt. So that's the reality of it, is uh, us following Christ, passing over from sin and darkness and death into life and light in a new world. I want to stay here for a second, because this is kind of answering my next question on prayerful participation uh, in the Paschal Mystery, and, and how you say this brings life and joy and happiness. Uh, I, I have a seven-year-old, I have a four-year-old, I have a five-month-old. Um, prayerful participation is oftentimes difficult when I'm sitting in Mass with my children. Um, what and how, as a young father, can I cultivate that sense of devotion to them in the liturgy? Well, I think you should uh, talk to the kids about what they see and what they hear, because kids notice Mm. a great deal more than we think. And then it's amazing what will come out of their mouths about, you know, one of my kids asked me, what are those scratches that we get on our head? When is that? And, of course, he means the... He means the ashes that we got yesterday. Sure. No, but they notice things, and they they give you the food for thought. So just discuss with them on the way to Mass what you're going to see, on the way back from Mass what you heard, what you smelled, what you saw, and kick it around with them a little bit and show them how those things are really conveying Jesus Christ to us. It's funny you say that because they are interested. You know, I mean, I see my son's eyes, they get real big when you talk about some of this stuff. And, you know, just seven years old, they they are interested and and they can and do have a lot to teach us in this as well. Uh, Joy and and holiness and happiness and life and and what all of this brings. It's kind of the paradox, right, Christopher? Because we're talking about Lent, which is really where we kind of die with Christ, die to ourselves and everything. But the paradox of the cross, as we make our way to it right now, is the fact that there we find life and have it to its Mm -hmm. fullness. 
Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're called to follow Jesus, and that's the path he trod, and that's the one we are to, to take, too. And it's, you know, it's inescapable. You know, if you wanted to just chuck this whole Christianity thing, you're still going to find suffering and pain and death, but there's no happiness mm-hmm. associated with this. But with, uh, with the beauty of, uh, of our faith, these things are, have meaning now, and they're leading us towards a true, true eternal destiny. Go back to what you said before, though. You said, uh, you know, God wants us to become like him. How, what do you mean by that? Yeah, uh, well, in the beginning, remember, we were made like him, and we chose, and we still choose, and I still choose, that eh, I'd rather be a little bit more like myself. And turns out that's not a, it hasn't worked out so well sure. <laughs> for us and for me. God wants such an intimacy with us. He's trying to kind of pour his own divine life of grace into us. It's the proverbial drinking through a fire hose, so that when we ingest and receive this grace, we are truly transformed to be to be like him. Athanasius, St. Athanasius has this famous maxim that God became man so that we could become God. I mean, and most of us, I think, consider our faith as more of a band-aid or more of a, a, you know, kind of a salve that kind of leaves us in our finite, wounded, and fallen state. And uh, it, it truly, we always are, are finite, but I don't think we see the true glory that God intends for us and all that, all that that um, can bring to us. That's the true joy of, of becoming one with God. Everyday average Catholic, is this written to their level? Absolutely. Yeah, it's written. It, it's inspired by me talking to my kids. Awesome. All you need to do to appreciate this book is to be able to pay attention in the liturgy. SophiaInstitute.com, friends. SophiaInstitute.com. A devotional journey into the Easter mystery, how prayerful participation in the Paschal mystery brings life, joy, and happiness. Christopher Carstens. Thanks for treating us this morning, Christopher. Great job. Thanks, John. So there you have it, friends. Christopher's the kind of guy I could interview for an hour, and I still think I'd be coming up with questions. Get this book. It's timely, yes, but more than anything, it's something every one of us, the average Catholic, as he said, can lean on to deepen our faith during this time of year. Thanks to Christopher Karstens, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.